0: Alright, well we're back once again for Kid Men Talk. This is Carl Bastian, a.k.a. the Kidologist, coming to you from Kidology.org. And whether you're listening live on the website while you surf around, getting your last-minute Kidology ideas to help you out in your kids' ministry, or whether you're listening on your iPhone or your iPad or your iPod Touch or or one of your other mobile devices, I'm so glad that you are Finding this podcast helpful and uh, taking me along with you remember you can help shape the show Let me know what topics you would like me to talk about because i'm ending a series today And so i'm wide open for what you would like future topics to be so email me carl at kidmantalk.com or use twitter at kidmantalk Or just post a question in the forum and uh, let me know what you would like me to talk about But today we are going to be wrapping up our kids church cookbook series and today's also sponsored by a brand new exciting product called resurrection clue hunt and i'm excited to tell you about that we also have a winner in our scar force vbs contest so you're going to find out who won that so get comfortable not too comfortable if you're driving but get comfortable because it is now once again time for us to hang out together and talk kidman And here we go. Hey, well, first of all, I just got to say thank you so much to those of you who drop emails, who drop tweets who uh, just uh, come up to me at conferences and things and let me know how much you're enjoying the podcast. Because a lot of times, you know, you could just be sitting here doing your thing and uh, wonder if anybody out there is even listening to this. Now, I know we have download stats and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, I, I get that technical information, but who knows, maybe people downloading it and, uh, and it's just sitting there on their device. But, you know, I got a great email this week from a guy named Daniel. And he just told me how much he's um, enjoying the podcast, how much it's helping him in his ministry. And by the way, Daniel, who mentioned he was a little behind in his podcast, um, didn't realize that uh, I often have unclaimed prizes from old podcasts. And um, so he sent me a nice feedback, sent me a link uh, for one of his favorite resources back at the first CPC. And I said, you know what, if you post that resource in the discussion forum, I still have some autographed Go Fish CDs. And um, I'll drop that in the mail to you. And um, so a lot of times you're listening to old podcasts and I say on the podcast, I've got free stuff to give away. All you got to do is submit... Um, and communicate in the forum, and I will send you free stuff, and uh, people assume they're listening to an old podcast that all those free goodies have been given away, but that's not the case because a lot of times people are listening to the podcast on the go. They're not at the computer, and so I understand that's why they're not uh, very active in the forum. And a lot of times we only have you know, a few people in the forum. And so um, there is an autographed Go Fish CD on its way to Daniel because he posted that um, youth group games website um, from Australia uh, just uh, today or yesterday. He posted that. And uh, so he's getting a prize from, I think that's like three or four podcasts ago. And I've got prizes. They're just sitting here waiting to be claimed. And every now and then, People will post in there, and boom, a prize gets sent off in the mail. So don't assume on old podcasts that you can't still be a winner. And um, so the the odds are very good at winning. And there are people who have won three or four times because they have figured out if they participate in the forum discussions on this podcast that there's goodies to be won because... People send me stuff, I get free samples, I get publishers sending me their books, I read them, and then I don't want them just sitting around here not getting used, and so I give them away. In fact, for our Scarforce contest and two podcasts ago, there only were six people who posted, all you had to do was post a picture of a Star Wars character, and you could have won that vacation Bible school, an entire vacation Bible school from Scarforce. And uh, Matt Owens won that, posted a picture of Boba Fett. That's all you had to do to get an entire. Vacation Bible School for free. So congratulations to Matt uh, for winning that. Thank you for everyone who uh, participated in that. We had a we had a fun uh, interaction there in the forum and posting pictures. In fact, one of them, in fact, it was Matt's. Um, I thought what he said was so creative. I, d- I did a blog post um, out of it. You know, what if some kidman had reached little poor little boba when he was a little kid and, um, you know, what a difference his whole direction of his life could have been. Instead of just being bent on Bitterness and revenge. You know, if he'd been reached as a kid, it was it was all tongue in cheek. And um, I did this blog post. My wife said, you know, some people are gonna think you're being serious about this. It was kind of a weird blog post, but anyway, I'll link that in the show notes if if you're curious about that post about you know what if we had reached Boba Fett when he was a kid. But anyway, all that to say, um, there's contests all the time. In fact, um, I'm gonna do one right now because our sponsor. For this podcast, is our brand new game called Resurrection Clue Hunt. And this is a really fun, really cool game. And I'm going to give one away to the first person, get it? The first person to post anything in, well, not anything, I should put a little disclaimer there. But anyway, first person to post a thoughtful comment, just say the word hi, Carl, but a thoughtful comment in the forum discussion on this very Podcast. So the first person there is going to get a free copy of Resurrection Clue Hunt, and this is an amazing game. Um, it's basically, basically like Clue, and uh, but your small groups in your kids' church or for family devotions around the kitchen table, you're playing like Clue, but you're learning all about the resurrection story. So it's great for Easter, but you know the resurrection story is so central to the christian faith this is good year round which is why we didn't use the word easter we used the word resurrection and uh so kids are going to gather around in a small group there's these incredible um art we hired todd hampson who's you know worked on the kids church cookbook and my order of the ancient novel he's worked on um We're we're in the Bible with Jelly Telly and Phil Vischer. He's an amazing artist. So I went to the best Kidman artist in the industry and had him do the artwork. And then we've got a great graphic artist team that worked on it as well. And a really cool um, new friend of mine named Stanley Merce. He's a children's pastor down in Louisiana. He helped me write the devotionals. And it was just a collaborative effort. My webmaster, Steve Tanner, you may not know it, but he is a clue kind of He collects the games. He has these clue nights at his house, I think on an annual basis or he has in the past. He's a dad now. I don't know if he has all these cool parties he used to have, but um, he's a clue expert. And, um, so we tweak the rules and, uh, and so basically, um, It's not who killed Jesus with what, okay? It's not a sacrilegious game. But basically, there are locations and people and objects from the story of the resurrection, and one of each of those is removed. And then the kids get to ask each other uh, which pieces they have or don't have, but they can also just ask for a clue. You know, they they can um, ask for uh, some, they don't have to ask a direct question, but they can say, you know, um, do you have the item that was used um, on Jesus 40 times, you know. so if others don't know that clue, they can kind of be sneaky about it, but it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and in the end, they um, find out what those pieces are. And then there's a QR code on each card that if you zap that with your smartphone, brings up a devotional on your iPad or on your smartphone and the small group leader or a mom or dad can lead their kids in a devotional on each of those characters, each of those locations, and each of those objects From the resurrection story. And um, so it's just an amazingly fun, um, interactive way to learn all about all the different characters and locations and objects from the resurrection story. So, first person who's going to post in the forum something about um, this podcast or the topic of today or something creative boom, we're going to send them a download link. If they already have it, yeah, we'll send you something else. Um, but anyway, it's it's great. So it is just gone live. We've had pre-orders going and they've been pouring in. People are excited about it. And uh, But as of the time this podcast goes live, the product is finally live. We've been scrambling to put it all together and get this ready in time for Easter. And we're very excited about it and hope that you will um, check it out. And uh, we're excited about the free Scar Force. Definitely check out Scar Force. It is an amazing... Amazingly creative vacation Bible school for the price. It should be it should cost a lot more. Um, I won't tell Michael Martin I said that because I don't want to raise the price, but you get so much in a vacation Bible school, and of course it's based on Star Wars and has a lot of allusions to Star Wars, and yet it's an amazingly fun vacation Bible school about the true force. You know, which is, of course, God and the Holy Spirit and everything, and um, should be a lot of fun for your kids. And if you've already picked a VBS, of course, you can use that on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. You can find another time uh, to teach that. But today, we're going to be wrapping up our tour, our journey through the Kids Church Cookbook. And today's topic is really focused on those who plan what they're going to teach. And I really want to challenge you, you know, if you're familiar with the Kids Church cookbook, it's not about cooking food, all right? It's a challenge to be a chef of the Word of God. It's to really take seriously your role as the person who's the spiritual overseer of your kids. You know, James says, we who teach will be judged more strictly, you know, and so we've got to take seriously this role. We're all going to give an account as overseers, spiritual overseers, for those who are under our care. And when we're over kids, you know, there's a, there's an extra burden to take seriously this job. And I know we're trying to staff classrooms, we're trying to do background checks, and we're trying to keep the bulletin boards up to date, and we're just trying to make sure we're recruiting. And yet, in the midst of all that busyness and all that administration, there's a spiritual task that we have. And that we're trying to form young disciples. I mean, Jesus gave one command when he left. And it was to go into all the world and to make disciples. And that's not only just leading them to Christ. Because he went on, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's that's making Christians, right? But then he said, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So that's the educational component. And too often, you know, we kind of ping pong Uh, or like a pinball machine we bounce around from different curriculum units and there's so many amazing curriculums out today i mean there's stuff from truth quest there's stuff from brian dollar and high voltage there's stuff from river's edge and there's stuff from kick curriculum and you know and forgive me if if i'm not mentioning anybody uh, out there there's just so many great things out there for children's church today and so how do you pick what you're going to teach next and of course, I didn't even mention myself, okay? So anyone I left out, okay, I left out Disciple Town and the other kids students that that are on Kidology. And so how do you pick which one to teach next? And um, and so you're bouncing around and you're going, oh, I want to use something from Kid Mode. I want to use something from Kid God rocks, and and you're going around the CPC, and you see, oh, that guy who does those big inflatable sets, he's got something, too, called EKG, and, and so you're trying to figure out, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, Craig Jutilla, he's got stuff, too, and, you know, everybody's got great kids church curriculum, and and so what you do is you tend to look at what looks cool, what looks flashy, what's got videos, you know, what's got interactive flash stuff like Cam Goods has, where the kids are screaming, and the superheroes are flying, and whoever screams the loudest, their superhero flies the fastest. I mean, there is some really cool stuff out there. Yeah, we actually have that on Kidology where the kids scream and the superheroes fly faster or higher based on how loud the kids are screaming. No joke. I mean, there is some amazing stuff out there. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is to have a plan. And the final chapter of the Kids Church Cookbook is called Menu Planning. And this is where your job is to kind of back off a little bit from bouncing around From unit to unit. And you might expect me to say, oh, just choose Disciple Town. It's the best. But actually, Disciple Town's focus is on teaching kids disciple skills. It's the 24 skills that young disciples need to have to be a fully devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. And that's great. I mean, I hope that two year curriculum will be a part of your six year plan. But that's only two years out of the six years that you've got kids. So what are you going to do with the other four years? And I don't even recommend teaching Disciple Land. Uh, Disciple Town, solid. I, I recommend you breaking it up because the same PowerPoints and the same style gets old to kids. So variety is good. So here's here's what I want you to do. Consider: Do you want to be like a pinball machine, bouncing around from thing to thing, letting the curriculums determine what you teach your kids, or do you want to approach it? Either like a chef who's doing master planning or like a construction worker, like a foreman who's building a master building. Can you imagine what a building would look like if, if you just went to building conventions like children's pastors conventions and, and just bought whatever looked cool and then brought it back and built with that. And then you went to another convention and, oh, that looks cool. And you bought that from some steel or some glass or some beams and brought that back and then slapped that on your building. And then you went to another convention or another website and went, oh, those beams look cool. The glass looks cool. That structure looks cool. And you bought that and you stuck that on your building. You'd end up with a really freaky looking building, wouldn't you? So what do you do if you're going to build a building? You start out by some with some blueprints, right? You spec this thing out, all right, and you, and you design what you want this thing to look like. Well, you've got some kids that ideally, and we have to work in ideals because kids come and go and they move and there's transitions, but you got to start with the ideal. And ideally, you've got six years with these kids from first grade to sixth grade or kindergarten to fifth grade. I know every ministry is slightly different, but you've got, let's say, six years with these kids and you've got to decide, what do I want to build into their life, over these six years. And then you've got to go shopping for supplies. I mean, there are supplies out there. There are curriculums. There are resources. And, and then you, so you've got your blueprints. You make your list of supplies. Then you go shopping for them. And then, of course, you've got to be flexible because there's going to be changes. There's going to be things that come up um, to change it. And so in a nutshell, those are your four stages. Number one, you're gonna make a blueprint. Number two, you're gonna list the supplies you need. Number three, you're gonna go shopping for them. Some things you're gonna find, some things you're not. And number four, you're gonna to need to be flexible. You're gonna to need to be willing to make changes and adapt. So let's walk through those real quickly. Now, let me say there's a lot of this in the Kids Church cookbook part seven. I'd recommend you get this. There's even worksheets you can go through and things you can fill out and really help you do this. And it gets exciting. Because when you start making a blueprint, and I call it a menu in the kids' church cookbook, but when you start forming a plan and you start laying out in three categories, what do I want my kids to know before they leave my ministry, before I hand them off to that crazy youth pastor? What do I want them to know? And and you list it. You actually write it down. What are some things I want them to know? I want them to maybe know the Ten Commandments. I want them to know the Beatitudes, you know. I want them to know the fruit of the Spirit. I want them to know the Ten Commandments. I want them to know the Gospel, okay? I want them to be able to articulate the Gospel. And then you. Then second is skills. What things do you want them to be able to do, all right? Maybe you want them to be able to explain the Gospel. You want them to know how to have a quiet time. You want them to be able to find things in the Bible. Just last Sunday, Um, I taught middle schoolers, and I actually explained them how to look up a verse. And I found that half the kids didn't know how to look up a Bible verse. You know, I asked if I say Jeremiah 2911, what does that mean? And half the kids had no idea. And so I didn't want to assume that these middle schoolers knew what to do with the phrase Jeremiah 2911. And so actually just very quickly explained that Jeremiah is the book. 29 is a chapter and 11 is the verse. But don't assume they know that. So that's a skill that, that has to be taught. And then the third category is habits. What are some habits that you want to have instilled in their lives, all right? And it might be praying before meals, that might be witnessing to their friends, it might be tithing, and I'm, I'm stopping because I don't want to give them to you. You can figure these out for yourself because you know God, you know the word, you know your kids. And with some brainstorming with your leadership team and with some prayer and with some study of the word, you can come up with these, okay? And so you're going to define these things. And you're going to work on them. And they're going to be ebbing and flowing and constantly changing and defining. And you're going to bounce these lists off other people and say, you know, what do you think I can drop from this list? What do you think I'm missing from this list? And these become great conversations, all right? And, and you might even publish these in a handbook that you give to your volunteers. And you say, these are the things we want our kids to know Are things we want them to be able to do and habits that we want them to be forming in their life. You might even eventually start breaking these down by ages. And here's what we want a first grader to know, be able to do, and a habit in their life. But don't start there. You're going to overwhelm yourself. Just start with broad goals of what you want them to accomplish during the time that they are under your care, under your shepherding, under your teaching. Even if you're just the administrator and you're not actually doing the teaching, then this is the commission that you're giving those that you've recruited to teach. Now you've got your blueprint and it's awesome. So now when you're walking around that exhibit hall at the Children's Pastors Conference or you're surfing on a website or you're going in the Kidology store or other websites, now you've got something to look for. And so now when a new curriculum comes out and you're like, oh, that fits this list of no. Oh, and you go to the Disciple Town units and I'm, I've just finished writing number 20. And you're looking at those skills and you're saying, oh, that one fits this skill. And then you may see another one go, oh, I never thought about that skill. And then that's where you start to adjust your lists as other Christians and other authors and other um, educators start to help you fill in your list. And that's where that flexibility comes in. But there's gonna be some things that you're gonna come up with that nobody's written a curriculum for. You know, when when I developed mine uh, years ago, I had on their spiritual disciplines. I wanted my kids to know what the spiritual disciplines were. I wanted them to know how to do them. Fasting, simplicity, um, solitude. I made a list of them and I wanted them to become habits in their life. And I tell you, nobody had ever written a curriculum teaching kids spiritual disciplines. I, I made it was on my list of resources. I went shopping for it and no one had ever written it. So guess what? That was one I had to write myself. And um, a lot of people love it. I went up in the mountains on a hiking trip. I was actually teaching a high school climbing retreat that weekend. I took my, my Yoda puppet. And, uh, hey, 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 Noda, would you come over here? Yeah, sure. Hey, come over. I want you to say say hi to my friends. Oh, yeah, I, I'd be happy to. Um, what Tell them a little catchphrase that, that, that you say in those videos. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm a, I'm a friend of a Noda, a Yoda. Yeah, you're Noda. Yeah, I'm Noda. Uh, so tell me a little catchphrase. Mm, if powerful Christian, you want to be. Listen to wisdom from Noda. That's me. That's right. All right, thank you. You can climb back up on the the Star Wars shelf. Okay. See you later. Okay, enough of you. But anyway, I made a series of videos featuring Noda, the wise one. He was a, a distant cousin of Yoda. Yoda, we all agree, is lost. He's into all this New Age stuff, you know. And, but Noda, who looks exactly like Yoda, by the way, um, did a series of videos on fasting, on simplicity, on prayer, and meditation. And, um, and so they're, they're part of that curriculum, and it was a series I wrote. And I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, and it, it's free um, for Ketology members to download and teach. But my point is not to promote that unit, but to say that that was a unit I had to write myself because nobody else had written it. And that's going to happen. You're going to have things that you want your kids to know as their spiritual shepherd, as their spiritual overseer. And so you're going to decide, i got to write that myself. And then there's going to be other great units to come out. There's going to be great things to come out. It's going to be promoted and you're going to get an email and it's going to be, you know, displayed, you know, and and you're going to go, "Man, that looks cool and it's on sale and it's flashy." But unfortunately, it doesn't fit my plan, my scope and sequence to use the technical term, and you're going to let it go. You're going to take a pass on it because it's going to take 8 weeks out of your plan that you've already determined. All right? And it gets really exciting. So here's my challenge to you. Don't just pinball around from unit to unit. Form your blueprint. Mark out that three year plan of what you want your kids to know, what skills you want them to have, so that when you hand them off to the youth pastor, you can even show them here's the things that that I've accomplished with them over the time that I've had. Now, there might be a really cool unit that comes along. And you decide, you know what, this is too cool to pass. I, I, I want to teach this. But when you've got a three-year plan and you end up deciding to teach this new thing that came along, the power of the three-year plan is you look at this and say, you know what, I'm going to have to take something else out. At least you know what you took out. Because you're going to have to look at your plan. You're going to have to make room for this new thing. And you're going to go, you know what, I'm going to have to take out you know, this unit on the Beatitudes that I wanted to do at some point. And maybe that Beatitudes... I'm forgetting off the top of my head how many beatitudes is. Let's say it's eight weeks, and this unit that you just bought is ten weeks. You're gonna go. You know what? Maybe I can trim this down to eight weeks. And so it really helps you plan. And at least if you bump something else, you know what you bumped, and you've made an informed, educated decision. So that's my plan. I'm not going to beat it to death, but let me challenge you to get the Kids Church Cookbook Part 7 or just get the whole thing because it's, it's, it's the capstone of the whole process leading up to it. But be intentional. So make a blueprint. Make a list of your supplies. Go shopping and then be flexible. And you'll have so much more purpose and intentionality to what you're teaching. And then it gets really exciting because then as you're walking around or surfing websites or getting emails, you end up going, ah, this is exactly the thing I've been praying for and looking for. And you plug it in. And you'll also find there's going to be some things that the Holy Spirit tells you your kids need. And you're just going to write it yourself. And then let me just end by saying, when you write things yourself and you create incredible things. Please share it on Kidology. And if you're embarrassed because it's just some basic Word documents or whatever, that's okay. Because other creative people, they're going to flesh it out. They're going to make it look fancier. If you're not sure, then just email it to me and we'll jazz it up. We'll edit it. We'll make it look pretty. And uh, we'll make it available. If it's really cool and really jazzed up, you put a lot, it may be something you could even sell in our store, or it could just be something you offer for free in our zones. So, either way, make it available. Share what you've done with others, because there's going to be someone else out there who's got that in their plan, in their blueprint, and you're going to be an answer to their prayer. Well, thanks again for listening here on Kidmin Talk. Remember, the first person to post a thoughtful comment in the discussion forum linked at the bottom of the show notes is going to get a free copy of Resurrection Clue Hunt. The rest of you who miss out on that, be sure to get a copy and play it with your family. Play it with your small groups at your church. Give it to your Sunday school teachers. Remember, you only have to buy it once. It's reproducible. You can give it to everybody at your church to enjoy it and uh, have a great time with it. I'd love to hear from you by email, carl at kidmantalk.com or on Twitter at Kidman Talk. What topics do you want me to talk about in the future right here on Kidman Talk?